and welcome to another episode of the B Team, presented to you today by Vesti Social. Do you have any extra cash lying around, looking to invest it in a responsible way? Do something smarter than bet on the Broncos to win the AFC Championship in 2021-2022? Well, then Vesti Social is the app for you. Vesti is a social network for investors that allows you to follow your friends, discover new stocks, and share your success all in real time. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and download Vesti today. Available in the App Store and wherever else you download your apps for all your Android users. Well, Fucking guys, green weirdos. I know uh, it's really big step for the B team here. Our first presenting sponsor. Um, I, I know I've downloaded Vesti and it's great. I well, it's actually in beta, so I, I'm on the way. Yeah. Um, but I will download it once it comes up. But um, what, what are some of your favorite features about Vesti? I just felt really bad for a second because I was like, wait, I don't have the real Vesti downloaded. Yeah, I, like, but... I think I have to sign up. It's at the well, it's in beta, time. right? Yeah, yeah, you get on the wait list. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the wait list. So I'm, I'm good there. Um, yeah, we're cutting it. I just know I trust their CEO, uh, their CEOs. We, we had a marketing meeting with them in Florida. Um, bounce a lot of good ideas off each other until Tom Merrick hijacked the meeting and talked about scrubbing Facebook clean of any drinking pictures, um, which I didn't know was still a thing, but you know, Tom's kind of stuck in the past. So I guess we still have to worry about people seeing our Facebook photos of us drinking beer, even though we're 27, 28. How old? It's, it was Pimo's birthday last week. Listeners, are you 28? I'm 27. 27. He's in Me the too. club. Yep. So actually, we missed. Lee's birthday too. Uh, Lee, your birthday is the 7th of July? Yep. We missed that too. So I'm sure our listeners are happy belatedly. Thank you. Love you. Thanks. Love you too. Lee, what did you do for your birthday? 27 is a pretty big one. I, I look at it like if I can survive this year, I'm definitely living into my 70s. So I celebrated pretty hard. Yeah, that was. That was off the 4th of July bender, so I was pretty fucking hungover. Um, tried going fishing and didn't really catch anything because I was so hungover still. And then, yeah, it was just a tough day. My birthday used to be sick because it was like like a week-long party of like the 4th and then like my birthday. And now that I'm this age, I'm like, I don't really want to keep drinking on the 7th when I just drank for like five days straight, you know? Definitely. So. So yeah, be sad. Your birthday sucked, is what it's yeah. mm -hmm. sad. Just how do you describe your birthday? Sad. Mm -hmm. What's you? your? Oh, mine was pretty good actually. Yeah, it was pretty fine. It was like seven was months more, ago. I was more asking Pimo because I was gonna say. Well, I just didn't, my bad. I was gonna. I couldn't tell <laughs> virtually. Oh no, it's fine, Jerry. You know, it's par for the course. Just make it about you. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. that's kind of. Upper right corner. It was great, Lee. Thanks for asking. I was driving back from Seattle and I stopped in Boise, Idaho at the Herbie compound. So um, the Herbie family there has two houses. Shout out Alan Herbie, maybe friend of the podcast. Hard to tell. Um, <laughs> people know him though. People who listen to this podcast know him. And for those of you who uh, know Alan, uh, well, his family has two houses next to each other in Boise, Idaho. Um, so when I pulled in at 11 p.m. 
and called Alan. I was standing outside of one house and he walked out of another one. And I was a little confused at first. And then he showed me to my room, which was in his parents' house. His grandmother's house is next door. Um, so I woke up, went and floated down the Boise River, which was awesome. There's like 50,000 people out there. I was on a little blow up pineapple. Um, definitely took some beatings along the way down there, but nothing a couple uh, Coors Lights and some White Claws can't fix. And then had a really nice dinner. Uh, the Herbie family got me a cake, which is the first time somebody's gotten me a cake since I turned 10. Um, I, I didn't have a rough childhood or anything, but, you know. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. You know, I just had a, a really nice day and then drove 12 hours back to Denver yesterday, or two days ago. So pretty good birthday weekend. Hell yeah. That's cool. They got you a cake. I'm buzzing. I know, right? Like a big, was it a big penis cake? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it had a cream filling in it, too. Yeah. Hilarious. Brown sprinkles. Yeah. Just a, a really funny cake. You know, like some uh, hair. Uh, they had balls, too. Yeah, right. Very ironic. Yeah, very funny. Like, you know, happy 27. Here's a dick. Yeah. Pretty funny. You know, to Alan's credit, actually, whenever we mention the Steelers, he seems to always hear those episodes. He's like a sixth sense. So Ben Roethlisberger... That's it. That's all I'm going to say. So maybe he'll listen to this episode. Yeah, that should get him. That should get, yeah, him. get him. I'll tell you what, Jerry, we'll put Ben Roethlisberger somewhere in the title of this episode. So he'll see it and be like, oh, they're talking about the Steelers. Finally, go and listen. Yeah. And we'll have already hooked them. Got it. Oh, we have a we have a huge uh, sports thing I got to promote uh, right now. Thursday, no, Friday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you're out boozing, uh, we have B-team guest Jacob Buchek rowing uh, in the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, that'll be on Friday. I'm sure there's like the Olympic Channel or something like that, NBC Sports. Um, he's on Team Canada, uh, and they're rowing to try and place in advance, I think, to a medal stage on Friday night. So very, very exciting day for us, mostly not really Jacob, but mainly for us that if we can get a medal winner on this podcast, I mean, come on. So – Hopefully that works out. Um, be our big break. It's This could be our big break. He's been sending me some Tokyo content on Snapchat. It looks unbelievable. It's like everyone fucking – there's signs in the dining hall too that say uh, – it says no talking during lunch to prevent the spread of COVID, please. And then he just sends a Snapchat and everyone's just, just like screaming and bantering. He says uh, – they're trying, you know, it's tough to mack on other girls because they're all wearing masks and lots of COVID restrictions. I imagine once the race is over, though, they'll start fucking, you know, start yeah. fucking. Yeah, we'll get them on after this to. Hear oh, okay. uh, that's going to be a must-listen episode, and um, just so all the B team listeners know, we would have had somebody on the ground covering the Tokyo Olympics, but they're not letting people in. Um, otherwise, Jerry had volunteered to fly from London to Tokyo and uh be boots on the ground there so it's not our fault it's the pandemic's fault no credentials got pulled like two weeks before um i was at the embassy for hours uh trying to work bilaterally with the japanese first um i don't know with the americans but then i I just went covert Uh, i went straight to the british embassy to try to work that angle that didn't work um and in the end, I even tried to call back to Canada because I grew up in, in Canada, kind of. 
in Michigan, D- Detroit, as you know. And um, I had a contact there at the Ottawa embassy uh, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. And it's about, I mean, before Tokyo announced no fans, our producer, uh, David Feldman was actually able to get us B team press passes. Um, they looked awesome, but then Tokyo said, uh, no, we can't do uh, them. Press anymore. So they got pulled. Well, I know we don't normally talk about sports on this podcast, but did we do a little Olympic preview? I, that isn't that's next on our agenda if I'm reading it right. Okay, cool. Well, why don't you start us off, Jerry, with some uh, some Olympic preview here? <laughs> yeah, so these these Olympic games we know have been marred marred by COVID, and uh, we're just all hoping that they can get off and get going because we all want to see what Simone Biles can do for the U.S. gymnastics team. Um, absolutely incredible athlete Simone is and we all remember her performance last time she was in the Olympics in Rio well when she won uh, five of the six gold medals at the world championships rather in 2019 and broke the record of of 25 medals by any male or female gymnast you don't remember that Um, well at the Rio game she actually won four Mm. medals uh, at a single games. And that was actually the first female gymnast to ever do that. So wow. we really want to see her repeat. We're really, we're team Simone. She was actually also supposed to come on the pod. Um, but we had a scheduling error, um, and she went on the Jason Bateman podcast instead. So, yeah. And instead of us getting Simone Biles, we actually accidentally booked former Braves second baseman, Marcus Giles, and it was so boring, we couldn't even air it. We'd rather talk to, I don't know, like Hess. So uh, no Marcus Giles podcast. That's uh, a bummer, but we're just going to stick to CC friends and, uh, and related family and friends for now. Um, maybe if Marcus wants to apologize for some of the very, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe these remarks, but they were not okay for, for, for the air. So we cannot air the Marcus Giles podcast um, we will try and get another professional athlete on soon. Yeah, but through that Marcus Giles podcast, we were able to get a contact for Jeff Francoeur. So keep yes. out, keep an eye out for a Frankie podcast coming out in the near future. Yeah, cool. we're very excited to have some of those former Atlanta Brave uh, players on. Um, for some reason, they all are just hitting us up now. Um after Marcus Giles raved about us. So uh, Dan Uglo wants to come on, I heard, and maybe we're even going to get uh, Tom Glavin or John Smoltz, but um, we'll see. We'll see. We definitely will see, Lee. Well, for me, the Olympics so far has really been more about the uh, Paralympian problems than anything Olympics related. So I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but first uh, Paralympian has opted out of Tokyo because she was, she's blind. Um, and I believe that she's a, a swimmer. She's sorry, she's a blind deaf swimmer, um, but she's denied her personal care assistant. So she's decided to withdraw from the Tokyo Paralympics. And this comes just hours after uh, Team Great Britain Paralympian was disgusted by comments over an inappropriate sprint kit from officials. 
Um, so to me, the stories so far have been less about the Olympics and more about the Paralympics, which I think is a good thing, shining light on um, those incredible athletes, but at the same time, a, a weird way to start the games for sure. Yeah, and normally um, <clears throat> I, I'm a big better on the Paralympics. Uh, I love to bet on, um, you know, kind of amputee uh, sporting events. Um, so I'm kind of disgusted by some of this, uh, this lack of care that they're getting. So I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to gamble on the Paralympics this year out of, out of a boycott. Um, I don't know. I guess I just have some ethics and some people don't. Um, so I don't think I'll be gambling on the blind swimming this year, um, which I normally do. And I normally pad my fucking wallet off of those blind swimmers. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little shook right now. I think in another big story coming out is skateboarding. Skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics this year. Um, and, you know, with all the drug testing that goes on, I'm just not sure if it's going to last. You know what I mean? Yep. You know? Because skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, uh, they're on PEDs. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Those skateboarders. What's that? People oh, smoking the ganja? Oh, God. no, 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 they well, wouldn't. I, I, they I have hair in my mouth. That's what I was getting. I actually do think you just said hair in your mouth now. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I did have a hair <laughs> in my mouth, but uh, I, I don't think Japan is the most, we'll say, relaxed when it comes to marijuana laws. I think that's a pretty good prison sentence. Yeah. So if I was betting on the Olympic skateboarders, I'd actually be betting on people who don't have to use marijuana to get through their everyday life um, because I think they're probably going to be having some withdrawal symptoms in the land of the rising sun. Do we think that is the weed culture with skateboarding? Is that a U.S. specific thing or is it worldwide? Because like skateboarding blew up in like Southern California in the U.S. and weed is kind of just intertwined in the culture down there. I wonder is, you know, is the Botswana skateboarding team smoking tons of reefer? I don't know. I, I think they are, Lee. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I've been able to get from my sources. I've heard that the Brazilian team are actually the biggest offenders. Um, if you'll remember at the X Games last year in 2020, they were actually kicked out of their hotel in Austin, Texas, uh, due to too much weed smoke coming out of their room. So that wow. was a story that probably wasn't didn't hit uh, most major news outlets, but one of my sources was able to get me that insider access. Disgusting. Disgusting. I know. Out of all the problems facing our country, really, you have to go smoke weed in a hotel. The rappers, you know. Yeah. Ugh. It's just, it's sad. It's just sad. Mm -hmm. um, and in Japan, you can indeed, possession will put you five years in prison, which I was like, oh, that's terrible. But then I realized that there's still people in America that are in prison for like 35 years because they had possession 30 years ago. So, but that's kind of, I don't know if we should discuss the drug war. I think that was one of our topics today, but I just kind of think we should make the executive decision to, to not discuss that. Yeah, we can, we can move past that. I'm, I'm alive. It was really fucked up. Yeah. Um, but the other uh, story we wanted to look at in Japan was, of course, dominating women's soccer. So we really want that to happen because this is the one time where we actually rule the world and Megan uh rapino is back and uh and she's ready to win 
and um, she had a really good quote on the Olympics. This is all off the top of Jerry's head, by the way. Yeah, I'm just. I think it's me. I'm. I'm still working. Yeah, and she will. We all remember she was quote unquote ravaged by the cancellation of Tokyo 2020, um, but she wants to come back with vengeance, and you know it's t- it was terrible. And personally, she's going to be devastated if if it was. Uh, and many of the teammates don't think the major championships will be postponed again, so they'll be devastated to miss the championships altogether. So she's coming in with fire, um, fire in her belly. So I'm really excited to see her deliver for Team USA. <clears throat> Me too. I'm pumped to watch that. It's going to be great. Um, since we – should we talk about Jerry's experience at the at the Euro finals in Europe? I mean – I mean, in England, like you were there, Jerry, boots on the ground. We haven't potted since then, right? We don't know. In fact, our episode, uh, the last one, was released the day before that final. So, Jerry, I think the best course of action here is to just turn it over to you. You want to take us through that day, and then any other questions that our uh, audience will be submitting live on Instagram right now, um, we'll go ahead and read those out as you get into your story. Okay, great. So we're on Instagram live. We are on Instagram live. Yep. What's up, guys? Oh, wow. Flooding it. 100, 250, 300, 1,000. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks a lot. Oh, appreciate you guys. You guys are great fans. Wow. So uh, Sebastia wants to share this live stream with us right now. Whoa. Megan the Stallion is in? Whoa. Can we let him in? No, Jerry, we don't want to, we don't want to ruin, derail the story. Keep going. Keep going. We'll save C, we'll save CC for another day. Message him, DM him. He's, he's watching though. I mean, he's watching. Yeah, he's definitely on. He's good to know he's on on here. Megan, the stallion is watching. Uh, Wow. This is really cool. Gary Sheffield. Um, All right. This is awesome. Take it away. Uh, Ricky Williams, 69. I don't know if that's actually him. No, that's not. That's a troll account for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a troll. So, of wow, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The real Donald Trump, <laughs> big fan Absolutely. of the pod. He is. He, he's banned. I said he's a big fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. It was just a Star Wars Yoda style sentence. Now, yeah, that you know, it was a honestly the whole the title of this essay would be almost almost an incredible evening so yeah i guess there was the riots and stuff um not too far from my flat before the game i mean you could call them riots there's just like people flooding the streets getting fired up um which i sh- should have been at on the ground um but i was prepping for my own evening and i had befriended a, a british buddy throughout the throughout the run just at the bar at the pub and he was a legend and he was like 35 and all of his buddies had moved outside the city. So he was just like happy to be watching with someone who kind of cared. Um, and he was buying all the drinks, which was awesome. So it was just a great time, great run. And when we scored, that's right. We, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I probably should at the end of the story rescind England as my home team, but for the Euro, for the Euro sense, and especially with what happened afterwards, which I'll tell you, um, uh, they, we, they, we, he, she, we scored at two minutes in. The place erupted. It was insane. Everyone went crazy. It was great. There was a group in front of us 
leading chance throughout the whole thing. Another group leading chance throughout the whole thing. This group, though, in front of us did not last the entire game. By by the 70th minute, there was like two of them had been asked to leave. One was asleep at the table, and one dude was outside throwing up. So they did not fare well. They did. They were like one for seven by the end. And I think that like last guy left during extra time because he was nodding off as well. It was a really poor showing. They came in so fired up, but they just could not handle it. Um, we, my buddy was like immediately after the first goal, we scored too quick. We scored too quick. So there's definitely that we scored too quick vibe. Um, and then when the game went on and went to PKs, of course, you could cut the tension in the room with a knife. And then when the fucking keeper stopped like that use of keeper, Pimo, was that a good use of keeper? The keeper stopped the penalty after England almost lost before uh, the one they lost on. Pickford, Pickford save on Georgina. And Georgina, right. And um, uh, then the place went like to a next level of intensity for the for the final kick. And then when it got saved, you could just hear a pin drop. And like the whole pub had been so rowdy. It was so loud. And then when it got stopped, it just was like. <gasps> and that was a moment that I'll remember for sure. And I was like, damn. And everyone is just pissed. Their country is so upset. They're, the whole run's flashing before their eyes. People are like leaning on each other, just kind of looking around. And all I'm seeing fleeting me is this night I pictured climbing statues in the square, drinking, getting sick snap stories and Insta stories. And like my Instagram photo is like totally ruined. So it's like really sad for everybody. Um, and the guy, my buddy was just like, you know what? We lost some PKs. Um, and I'm really happy. And then everyone started just clapping and like stood up. It was like a movie and everyone just started like clapping for the team. And I was like, wow, this is a lot. Um, you guys lost, you ruined my night. Uh, it started raining. And I initially was like, what the fuck? Fuck the rain. Then I was like, damn it. Now everything I pictured in my head would be that much better because it would have been sick, like sliding through the city streets in the rain would have been awesome. Would have slipped off a statue, got like a cool ass scar. So it was just like really sad, really sad. Um, and then everyone started tweeting uh, horrible racist shit. And then the prime minister had to come out and make a statement and then the left, the political backlash against the prime minister for not doing enough. And then the interior uh, was criticized for egging on racists throughout. So then things got really political. And then all my like London liberal friends were like, you know what, fuck this. This loss is bad, but how the country's reacted is even worse. And then things took a really turn, bad turn. Um, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to slowly back out. And now this is when I put my England fanhood away and say, Fuck yeah. Go USA. All right. Well, that uh, wasn't that uh, that wasn't that fun of a story. Uh, I told you the title. What was the title? <laughs> almost. Um, thank you. Yep. Almost. I mean, almost. you know, Jerry, well, maybe not the most fun story we've had on the B team, but I think it does just show what sports can be about sometimes and it's about the process right it was for some of those fans about the month that they had been given it was about beating uh germany at wembley um, but at the same time i do see the disappointment they had to travel less than any other team six of their seven games were at home the one that was 
away from home being against the battered and bruised Ukraine that Lee decided would be a, a good bet. Um, again, probably another reason to be using Vesti Social instead of betting on the Ukraine. But I think what you learned through that is- 760. <laughs> what am I supposed how, to do? How can you gotta you take go to those odds. <laughs> You gotta take that. When the Ukraine plus seven sixty in a Euro quarterfinal, you gotta take it. Now I was there with you, Lee. Um, even though I think I told you you'd probably be better off blending up twenty dollars and drinking it. It's an easier way to piss away that money. But yeah, I'm glad that you were j- there, Jerry. Um, sorry you're not gonna make it to Tokyo, but for you, if you look back on the entire England Euro tournament. What for you would you say was the highlight of it all? Beating Germany, you said it. Well, and everything from the Ukraine game because that was just rowdy as fuck. Um, our four four goals was great. We were with friend of the pod, Brucey, and his crew, uh, boots on the ground with them, and that was just a good old uh, time with some British footballers. Fucking bar was electric. And when you're just kicking ass and everything clicking on any team like that, that was just so awesome and memorable. And then to finally beat Germany was so huge uh, for the country. And just the celebration after that was, was great as well. It just kind of seemed like they were going to win, um, but they almost did, but they didn't. I mean, and the other thing was too, with the whole thing, um, I just wasn't able to view advanced stats and research or discover stocks, EFTs and crypto or chat with friends and other investors throughout. Um, and on Vesti, I would have been able to. So I'm just looking forward to going through this run with Vesti. And I think that almost will become a definitely. Nice. Well, I think from my perspective, it was a great Euros. Uh, one of the best soccer tournaments we've been treated to in a while. I thought the engagement in some uh, group chats around the soccer games was just indicative of Very how, high. how good it was for the neutral fan, right? Not the fan who uh, lives for tournaments like this, but the one who casually watches soccer was able to see that the quality was very high. We were blessed with some unbelievable games. I know we talked about it last time. Don't need to go into it too far, but uh, France versus Switzerland, Croatia versus Spain. I thought that the Spain versus uh, sorry, Spain versus Italy semifinal is probably one of the better soccer games I've seen in a very long time. Um, and then the final, uh, it was pretty good for a final. Finals tends to be a pretty cagey affair. Uh, anytime you can get two goals in a final, it's going to be pretty good. PKs is a tough way to decide it. But I think if you're an England fan, there's a lot of reason for optimism. Uh, a lot of youth on that team. If you look at the PK takers who missed, they're 23, 21, and 19 respectively. Um, you learn from experiences like that. This is an Italian team that nine years ago lost four to one in the Euro final against the best national team ever, Spain. So I think if you look at, you know, the continuity that they've had in the two center backs, Benucci and Chiellini, unfortunately, Chiellini was not able to win Wimbledon that morning, um, but they were able to secure the Euro final. I think that's what you look for in a team is that continuity, that youth. And I wouldn't be surprised to see England win a major tournament in the next uh, six to eight years. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our guesses were, uh, were pretty good. Uh, we got, we fortunately got the uh, Argentina Brazil one wrong. Messi uh, got his first W. Um, that was pretty sweet. That was a pretty fun game too. I watched the first half only kind of, but uh, the second half I saw at the bar a little bit, but I saw that first goal. That was exciting to see Messi get get it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, Keelini got destroyed though that morning, uh, mopped up. I didn't even watch it, but well, he won the first set. Uh, but then you, uh, or yeah, Djokovic did what Djokovic does, um, and just you know became dominant. But um, not not a big tennis podcast, but we have been pretty lucky in our lifetime to see probably three of the best tennis players ever play. I mean, they all have twenty titles right now, which is crazy. I, I didn't realize that they were that evenly matched, and it looks like. Djokovic is going to go on, but I mean, that's probably more tennis than our listeners have ever heard us talk before. You guys have any other Wimbledon commentary before we move on? Uh, well, there was that, who was it? Was it like, they asked someone, some tennis player, Federer or something, if like he was the first person to win like two gold medals or all these gold medals or something. He was like, I'm pretty sure Venus and Serena did that. Like, and, and then did you, did you guys see that? It was like a nice, the reporter was just forgot about women's tennis. And like, he was like, Hey, like, I forget who even said it, but he was like, fuck you. They, these two have done that before. So shout out, shout out women's tennis. Um, we love women's tennis. We love women's soccer. We've talked about that too. My cat is meowing in my ear. Uh, if our listeners can hear that, you need some good cat content. That, hear that? The fact that, that you just were able to reference an Andy Murray interview from 2017 is unbelievable. I'm I'm seriously impressed. Like I I looked it up. I said tennis player corrects reporter. Well, our producer looked it up. Um, and yeah, Andy Murray, male player, corrects journalists for overlooking female players. Four years yep. ago. Four years. It ago. just it just resurfaced. That's why they were talking about like lack of respect in women's sports. And someone's like, hey, Andy Murray did this this the other day. So. Um, it was on Reddit. Uh, our producer dug that up. We have a producer working like a lot going through Reddit um, and finding lots of cool things for us. It, Reddit's, you know, kind of a waste of time for us to scroll, but uh, David Feldman um, gets paid the big bucks um, in terms of uh, experience. We can't actually pay him anything, um, but wonderful resume builder working for the B team. Although now that we do have a presenting sponsor, he may be getting some dollars soon. We'll see what happens. You hear that, Feldy? You hear that, Feldy? You might be getting paid soon. I'm excited. Thanks, Feldy. That's Feldy. He hasn't really talked too much. Feldy, how's, how's it feel? How's, how's it feel being the producer? Oh, my God. It feels good. I just love it. Oh, my God. I mean, you guys are the best. You treat me well. What more could you want? I mean, you're crushing it too. I mean, we're so happy that we've had you um, for a while, but I feel like a lot of famous podcasts, the producer gets to talk a little bit. I mean, uh, like, do you want to maybe say like where you're from? What's, you know, like how, yeah. What, like how, how have you enjoyed this experience? Yeah. Well, you don't really let me talk too much, which I get, I don't have the most, uh, what do they say? Radio friendly voice, <laughs> but uh, I definitely enjoy you guys. You guys are just hilarious as well and i just i just i just i just i just really appreciate the opportunity to be your producer and to, to learn more about sports because i didn't really play a lot of sports growing up oh that's right you your parents didn't let you you told us about that no one contact. no contact sports just so what, did you play anything i played um i played the flute um, I, I played, I played, um, what was it? What's the orange one? Basketball. I played basketball with my friends. 
Um, 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 and Josh, Joshua was the best player. Joshua was the best player of the group. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he was good. He could hit a three. Um, cool. So, I, yeah, just had a lot of, lot of fun with that. Wow, that's, that's really great. Um, and then, so how did you, we saw your resume, um, ZipRecruiter passed it off to us. Uh, oh, ZipRecruiter's good. They are, yeah, they do good work. Um, but that's how we found you. And uh, what led you to submit it? Uh, how did you get into, um, as you said, said you, you, had a, you wanted to be an intern at a podcast. That was what your headline was on LinkedIn. What made you want to get into this line of work? Well, I just really wanted to build up my resume. Um, I'm applying for med school um, next month. And I thought uh, with the way you see the YouTube doctors, you see, you know, the YouTube doctors these days, you make a really good side hustle. Um, and I'm just wanting to plan for my future. And I thought if I could get some media experience, I could put it towards getting a really good YouTube YouTube channel, a YouTube channel um, after 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 uh, med school. So I just wanted to get my dip my feet, uh, wet my beak, <laughs> I believe, as some people say, um, in 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 media. So I really hope to to, to use it uh, afterwards. That's awesome, Daniel. Well, what's your favorite sports team? I know you didn't really grow up playing, but I'm sure you watched i mean there's got to be some reason that you're into sports um well my dad was a big jets fan um we love the jets um winnipeg Winnipeg jets the what the winnipeg jets the what okay you mean the new york jets then oh yeah new york new york okay not Um, winnipeg uh, no and i mean what no what what's a winnipeg never mind so, yeah, you know, he would, we'd go over to my Bubba's house uh, um, and watch the games. And my grandfather and my dad would watch the Jets. And uh, they always talk about uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny something. This is a guy, he played a nickelback. And I think I just fell in love then at that point with the game. And I just, um, you know, it was really calming. I'd be doing my homework. And they'd be watching the game and talking and they were just happy. I was happy. They were happy. Um, and uh, my bubba would come out and we'd usually go and um, not watch all of all of the uh, quarters uh, of the game. We actually would, <laughs> we would actually collect quarters and uh, play, play with them ourselves. We had this fun game whenever someone would score a goal, we would put out five quarters because that's what you get. You get five quarters. And uh, when they kicked, the uh the uh, extra extra ball we put out two more for seven um so sometimes they kick it three though and it'd be eight i don't i don't know i don't know you get one time you get one quarter sometimes you get three quarters for the same move i don't really get it but uh my grandma and i had a fun i mean bubba and grandma my grandma from my mom's side my bubba my dad so and so you're you're from the long island area that's why you were a jets fan or you yeah, I'm from Long Island. My bubba was in Brooklyn. Um, and, oh, have you guys been to um, Steve's? Who? Steve's Deli. Oh, where's that? Oh, my God. It's just the, it's the best deli you're going to have. 
in New York. And it reminds me of football because that's what we get. We get deli sandwiches. I think football, I think deli sandwiches every Sunday. And it was just, I, I, that's why I wanted, I wanted to do it because when I'm on the podcast, I think deli sandwiches and I love deli sandwiches and I just, I love sandwiches. That's great. And I remember you mentioned a little earlier, uh, your, your Bubba um, was actually, uh, was killed in a hunting accident, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, that's, that's tough. We don't really like to talk about that, but uh, didn't your uh, Gugga kill your Bubba? No, Gugga was there. Gugga didn't do shit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Bubby was, uh, that was tough. That was uh, six, seven years ago. Six, seven years ago, we were upstate. Um, and, you know, she was in, she was in the, the fire zone. Um, and these f- neighbors who were just irresponsible from day one, Day one, they were just horrible neighbors. Um, and we just couldn't stand them. They were just so terrible, you know, terrible. They were they were like Patriot fans uh, from Boston or something. It's just terrible. Um, and they were very rude. Um, they once took down my my grandfather's Jets flag that he put up the um when they when the, um, they there was some guy, a Sanchez, Sanchez, uh Mickey Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Right. And he was making a run. It was Mickey Sanchez. That, yeah. Um, and they were playing the, the USC, right? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a good school. It's a good school. My cousin went there. My cousin went there. You have any so, him. Sorry to interrupt. Do you have any cousins who went to Tulane? Oh, my God. Half my fucking family. Half my family went to Tulane. Good Phenomenal. school. Great, great school. Great school, fucking love it. It's just an adorable campus. But anyway, beautiful. Yeah. So they once ripped off my grandfather's flag, and he got really angry. Three days later, my puppy was in the no shoot zone. Supposedly, that's where they found her body. It's really a tragic story. I always thought there was something more to it, but the neighbors claimed she wasn't where she was supposed to be. And, and she was wearing um, a, a deer costume, right? No Is that correct? Was. Was well, that's the that's where they kind of always had it um, with the with the law. But we we they know she liked Prouser. She liked her. It was right near Halloween. I remember that game. I'm a Patriots fan, so it was right around Halloween. They knew that she loves putting. She loves putting on the deer costume. I know, yeah. She that like you sent us all those pictures of your bubby when your res in your cover letter resume. You didn't really need to put them there, but uh, that was. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I get very emotional. She yeah. loves putting on her dear costume. And from <laughs> it's okay. Hey, take as much time as you need. No, I need to tell the story. She loves putting on the dear costume and prouncing around. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I mean, uh, guys, Dave Feldman's getting really uh, choked up over this. I mean, it, his booby was shot. She loves putting on the deer costume and prancing around the property. She did it every year, and she put her little hands out like little deer flippers, and she'd go in the front, and she'd go in the back, and she'd go on the sidewalk, and she'd just dance in a deer costume, and they knew that. 
They knew that. She wasn't in the restricted zone. She was dancing and prouncing. Wow, that's, that's moving. Thank, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That must have been really hard for you. And uh, a little emotional too, yeah. Your story really hit us. Hard. I'm sorry. It's just, it's very hard to talk about. Um, some of my best times were when my grandmother would put on that deer costume and dance and prounce around the property. Um, sometimes she'd dress me up as one too. And I would dance and prounce around with her. And the neighbors knew that. They knew that. They'd seen you guys before doing They'd that? They'd seen us dancing before. We would, yes, it was our thing. Um, yeah, and some people in the neighborhood thought it was weird. A couple people dancing around in deer costumes. Oh, Dave, no, people people probably didn't think it was weird. Everyone has their family. I did. Thing. We didn't. We yeah. certainly did. But um, they said they thought she was a deer. Thought she was a deer. Wow. That is crazy. Um, yeah. And, I mean, so they... Man, that's just hard, hard to absorb, really. Um, and she was the which was she was in the no hunting zone or she had pranced into they found the her body. I think she was pranced. She didn't she would never prance in the no hunting zone. She knows mm -hmm. not to prance in the hunting zone. She would always we'd make sure we I'd follow her and we get close to the hunting zone. We go around it. Never did she prance in the hunting zone. Never. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, an I, I, yeah, an experienced prancer would know. Prance. Once you prance, you know where you can prance. You know where you can't. Uh, and she knew, and she was the biggest and best and brightest prancer of them all. So, it's well, very sad. It's extremely sad when something that brought your family and you and your grandmother in particular so much joy can also bring you so much sadness. So thank you for opening up on that story. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be able to empathize with that one. And it's, it's, it's yeah. our listeners, you know, who haven't gotten to know you, we haven't let you talk. They now know <laughs> some very intimate details uh, about your life. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually heard him talk either. We really appreciate this, Daniel. And um, just obviously you're very emotional and I'm sorry this happened with your grandma and guys. I mean, we really looks like we're taking him down a really dark path. Um, yeah. I mean, five, take five, Daniel. We, we, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And Daniel, again, like, you know, we've got you great. We're going to write you great references. Uh, and, uh, you know, this should be a great experience. Um, and uh, best of luck getting into med school and, you know, we're happy to have you until you start. So that was awesome. Well, really cool. it's, um, it's really my pleasure. Um, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful and grateful for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to getting that YouTube channel. Looking forward yeah. to the YouTube channel. Go get that channel, Daniel. And I'm just going to keep researching, redditing, and prancing in the meantime. Never stop. You're the best. You're the best, man. Stay strong, Daniel. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Daniel. All right. All right, but don't don't walk too far away. We still need your wow. yeah. We're still recording. All right, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, hey, Daniel. This is the part of the show where you come out and give me a water too. 
Okay, All right, my Daniel. bad. I'll be right there. Ah, uh, what a good guy. What a kid. Great guy. Good Great kid. Definitely not the biggest sports fan, but you can see how much it means to him and his family. And that's that's what we look for is the real stories. I don't think he was planning. I don't think he was planning to talk about no. his grandma's death. I he think normally he, talk I think that's what we're that. not. That's kind of a taboo subject. So no, talks about it. I mean, I remember when he sent his resume, there were all those pictures of his grandma dressed like a deer. That's why I brought that up. But like I didn't know like how deep that went into his family history, but it was really cool to hear. It yeah. was interesting. He did send us, but first off, just sending us any photos with his resume, that was, that was different than all our other I hadn't got that before, but that's what made it stood out. Exactly. Stand out. Yeah. Well, then three of the, three of the six were him wearing a deer costume with his grandmother. Um, that was very, it would look like, I mean, to not to defend the neighbors here, but they were very good costumes. I mean, they were elaborate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it was interesting. You know, he had such a great resume and then a little envelope with a bunch of pictures of him and his grandmother dressed as perfectly costumed hooved ungulates. Uh, it, was, it was very, very uh, interesting. Uh, kind of just made him stand out. We were scratching our heads at first, but uh, that really led us to like look at his actual resume and see that he actually would be really perfect for this role. Yeah. And I think it's a great segue. Speaking of deer, fear the deer, the Milwaukee Bucks game six tonight. Um, We'll see how emotional Daniel is after this, how quick he's able to get this podcast out, but that's a pivotal game as Kendrick Perkins put it. CP three means CPR. What do you guys think it's going to take for the Suns to come back, or do the Bucks close out tonight? I I kind of feel like the Bucks are going to close it out tonight. They've been ripping and they've been so good. And the Suns played the perfect game last game, and the Bucks just finding a way. I don't know. It's been an awesome series. Um, it's been been really nice to not see like the super teams in it this year. Nice everyone got hurt. I mean, two like starved fan bases: Phoenix versus Milwaukee. Uh, it's been really fun to watch, and I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I'm definitely watching tonight. Yeah, and I know Daniel will be watching. Um, we didn't really get into it too much, but since his grandmother would dress up as a deer all the time, she was a huge Milwaukee Bucks fan. Um, so hopefully they can get this one in her honor. I know that if that is the case, um, he'll probably be there at Deer Alley to watch them raise the antlers into the rafters uh, next mm-hmm. year. Well, um, yeah, I think, sorry, Jerry, you, you alive? I don't know. I keep going in and out. Um, I'm just glad I got to, um, be around for, uh, the end of the, the, the deer story. Cause that just, that hit me. Well, um, but when Jerry starts going in and out. We know what that means. It's time for one last thing. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, one last thing. This pillow case is quickly becoming a must-have gift of 2021. Blissy. One last thing. <laughs> One last thing. Jeff Bezos blasted off into space today. 
which according to Reddit means that all Amazon workers were allowed to use the bathroom for the first time in the past 25 years. One last thing. Nice. Nice, man. Never heard that fucking. Uh, yeah. Original before, pun dude. from the Sick. Sick. Reddit. Uh, one last thing. Uh, the closest living relative of whales is the hippopotamus. Uh, evolutionarily, they split around 40 million years ago. Really? Oh, well, that's what Reddit says. That's I mean, crazy. Dave, that's what Dave told me while choking back tears, thinking about his grandma prancing around. But what a great job that kid's done, man. We love you, Dave. so I'm ready for war, okay? Hold your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, girl Now hold your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah